Today on Ag News Daily. We've created um, a, a very large data set of cattle face and muzzle. And in our research, uh, we found out that the muzzle have subtle changes before the cow becomes symptomatic. January 30th, 2024, getting closer and closer to the end of the first month, Delaney. Yes, Tanner, the calendar says we have two more days left in January. Good job. Uh-huh. It's a small win for me to know what day it is when I wake up every morning. I'm sure some of our listeners feel the same way. It's going to be interesting as we look at some forecasts today, starting off long range. If you are headed out to World Ag Expo in Tulare, California, there's a substantial system. They call it an atmospheric river, Delaney, that is going to be over the show during that time period. Of course, it's a long-range forecast. We'll get more accurate as it gets closer to that date. But it could drop anywhere from two to five inches of rain and anywhere from four to eight inches of four to 18 inches of snow in the mountains. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays. But when we look here today and tomorrow, we've got snow, ice, and freezing rain making parts of Michigan slippery. Also looking at northern Indiana and parts of Illinois for those same weather conditions. But now that this warm-up has happened, we do have some flooding as a concern. The National Weather Service is reporting early this morning that as that system moves through the north, The snow and rain will likely cause some minor travel disruptions, but you'll probably see your rivers start to swell. Central and southern Indiana will see a wintry mix in the morning or this morning and uh, looking into the afternoon, potentially turning to rain. However, here in Iowa, another day of warmer than average temperatures in the 40s to mid 50s in the southernmost part of the state. Kind of wild, Delaney, to think of being buried in snow with record snowfall two weeks ago, and now the only snow that's left is in the ditches. Yeah, I know it's uh, bittersweet because I'm sure we're going to have a couple more winter storms, but this weather we've been having is tricking me into feeling like spring is right around the corner, Tanner. But As we look at South American weather for the fourth week of January 2024, precipitation trends have reversed from the previous weeks in Brazil with drier than normal conditions in southern Brazil, but wetter conditions across northern Mato Grosso. In Rio Grande do Sul, this was the coolest and fifth driest last week of January in 30 plus years, according to Weather Trends 360 data. With temperatures turning cooler, the dryness wasn't a huge problem for the crops, especially since rainfall has been plentiful thus far in the season. However, as we move into the calendar month of February, precipitation is expected to continue in parts of central and northern Brazil, while drier than normal conditions continue for southern Brazil. And as we look at Argentina, where conditions this season have overall been fairly hospitable for crops, especially after their record drought the previous year, the weather is also going to change to hotter and drier patterns in Argentina. Despite this, however, analysts are suggesting that Argentina is in a much, much healthier position compared to last year when we saw the uh, drought of over 30 years here, Tanner. So a little bit of a shift maybe in the weather models for South America, but due to some of the early season rains, not expecting it maybe to be quite as impactful as it could be 
uh, in years prior. That's right. We're coming back here stateside in Iowa. Final arguments over the Summit Carbon Solutions Pipeline have concluded. Summit says that its expansive carbon dioxide pipeline system would benefit the public economically and by reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Because of that, eminent domain should be used to acquire those land easements that have yet to been yet to be negotiated. But opponents of the project state that the company's sole motivation is to make money. The project's benefits to the environment are embellished, and the revenue is their sole focus. Some of the closing arguments have made been made in the recent weeks state that the hazardous pipeline request is something that the Iowa Utilities Board should consider. The Iowa Utilities Board is now charged with deciding whether the company is eligible for a permit for eminent domain or if they have to obtain further information to proceed. Uh, Summit has about three quarters of its more than 680 miles worth of permits secured. There is no statutory requirement that states how long the board has to make this decision, but it is now in their hands, Delaney. Yeah, I saw that story as well, Tanner. So I won't touch on that. But one story I will touch on here is China's economy. We're continuing to watch um a pretty big impact here to China's economy as it continues to slow. And the latest nail in the coffin has been uh, been shut here. A court order in Hong Kong has ordered that the Evergrande Group, which is the world's most indebted property developer, is going to be dealt another blow. And they are going to be forced to liquidate their assets to pay off their creditors, further destabilizing the Chinese property market. The company has reportedly about $300 billion in total liabilities, and they have been unable to reach a restructuring agreement with their creditors after a year and a half of negotiations. The primary question now, Tanner, is will China's mainland courts recognize the decision handed down by the Hong Kong court if not, we'll be in limbo over the issue, but they have about 1,200 different projects spread across China as they've been really focused on building new infrastructure for residential living. But they owe creditors not just in, in China, but also overseas quite a bit of change. And this could be a pretty big blow to not only investor confidence, but also the Chinese economy as a whole, as it was pumping quite a bit of money into the Chinese economy, Tanner, with all of the projects of development that were going on here. So it's certainly been one that's been boiling at the surface here for quite some time. And while we don't have final direction because China has yet to weigh in, Hong Kong has made it pretty clear how they fear, feel about this issue. Yeah, that's a, a good point there. Um, certainly going to be something that we will continue to watch. As we look, though, Ohio State University students are looking to see what their next mode of action is if we end up with wildfires in Canada again. They are looking at spray coatings for vineyards to ensure the high value crop is protected if an occurrence like this is ever happening again they are looking to protect the specifically in oregon pinot noir grapes at their research facility using this spray coating wildfire smoke is becoming an increasing problem for these wineries in the area and they will continue to keep an eye on 
things and products that could transform this market industry, but also wanted to hit a quick release headline from Kawasaki. They've launched their new Ridge side-by-sides. The Ridge UTVs are inspired by automotive vehicles for a smoother ride and comfortable ride without sacrificing power. They're built to still be off-road. They are designed for premium power sport enthusiasts. They run on 999cc liquid-cooled four-stroke inline four-cylinder engine. Their output of 92 horsepower and 65.6 foot-pounds of torque. So Delaney, if you want to go somewhere quickly and do it off-road, they've got their 4x4 and two-wheel drive models. You can switch those modes on the fly but are continuing to tout all the advancements. So it'll be interesting for our listeners to go check out the new Kawasaki Ridge. It also has a 13-gallon fuel tank, which I know producers are excited about, Delaney. Yeah, that sounds like an exciting one. Will they be having that at uh, Commodity Classic or elsewhere? I assume. I believe the release has already come, so it should be on display. All right. Well, that'll be exciting for our listeners, Tanner. As we look at some other global headlines here, there have been quite a few farmer protests spreading across Europe. As we look to various countries that have been protesting, there have been a variety of reasons for why the protests have been caused, but maybe some of the most prolific ones have been those going on in Germany. However, outside of Germany, farmers have launched protests now in France, Poland, Lithuania, and Belgium. Some focused on environmental regulations, while others are focused on price protection against unfair competition and market access. Just a few weeks after farmer protests against the government regulation and taxes began in Germany, uh, other countries are following suit, but there have been quite a few headlines of roads blocked, bridges blocked in Germany, France, and others. But in response to all the protests, European Commission President said Thursday that it's time to address the growing divisions over agriculture as she tried to respond to these growing protests from farmers over the green policies and subsidy cuts in a crucial election year for Europe. Tanner, to dig into more of the policy and protests that are going on, I'd encourage everyone to take a look at the Farm Policy News blog, Illinois University of Illinois has a great article kind of summarizing everything with uh, hyperlinks to more in-depth articles if any of our listeners have some. But it does make you stop and think that we are pretty lucky, although maybe we don't always feel it, uh, that we have pretty good regulations here in the United States to be able to continue to farm for the most part the way that we want to farm compared to a lot of other countries. Yeah, for my last headline today, some people feel lucky with lucky when they receive their organ transplants. A new study is showing promise for genetically modified pig organ transplants. Doctors at the University of Alabama Birmingham's Marnix School of Medicine has effectively transplanted genetically modified pig kidneys into three people who were brain dead to show that they could do the same thing as FDA-approved drugs used in human-to-human donations can be done. On average, Delaney, 17 people in the U.S. die every day waiting for a transplant. More than 100,000 people are on a waiting list after decades of experimenting. Many doctors now see the potential in replacing those human organs with genetically modified pig organs. Across species, organ transplants is still in the early stages of 
studies, although no human clinical trials have taken place and been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, researchers behind the study published state that in their Journal of Clinical Investigation, their findings might bring human trials even closer. So I know we've got other parts of the livestock industry, pigs included, for valve transplant, but not official organ transplant. So doctors will continue to do their research. They will continue to target the genetically modified pig kidneys. They stated as in this report that three tests have been done so far and they provided successful results. So plenty more here, Delaney. It doesn't appear though the bodies have rejected the unfamiliar organ and the medications in place to help the immune system pull, pull through uh, were successful. So they'll continue to do further testing, obviously, before it goes into live tests. So uh, interesting headline there. Delaney, to wrap up my news. Fantastic, Tanner. I saw that article as well. Fun one there. But I don't think I have any other major headlines to report on here this morning, other than the Federal Reserve is meeting here for two days worth of meetings, and we should get a pretty good feeling for economic policy ahead here in the year of 2024. And more specifically, what is the intended timeline and potentially the intended rate cuts that we will see here in 2024? So we'll be bringing our listeners updates on that later this week, I'm sure. But taking a look at the overnight markets here, Tanner, before we head into opening session, March corn this morning is down about two and a half cents on the board at 438. March soybeans up a penny and a quarter at 11.95 and a half. Taking a look at wheat this morning, Chicago March wheat down about seven and a half cents at 5.86 on the board. March hard red winter wheat is down five and a half cents at 6.12 and three quarters. And March spring wheat down three pennies at 6.90 and a quarter. Taking a quick look at where livestock will open here this morning, February live cattle will ring in at 177.37 and a half. March feeder cattle will open on the board at 238.62 and a half. And lean hogs in the February contract will open at 75.27 and a half. Tanner for today's Tech Tuesday conversation, catching up with a previous Tech Tuesday interviewee to talk about some of their new and exciting research being partnered with the USDA. So let's turn it over to that conversation. It's my pleasure to have back a repeat guest on the podcast with some exciting announcements. We have Shaker Gupta, who is the founder and CEO of My Animal. Uh, excited to learn what's happened since we talked last. Welcome back. Well, thank you, Tanner. Thank you for inviting me back. So, you know, just uh, as you may know, my company, My Animal, we're an AI startup company selling an innovative tech stack for early disease prediction and health management in cattle industry. And we're very, I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for that quick little refresher. How long have you been working on this project? So we started My Animal back in the middle of 2021. Nice. It uh, came a long ways since then. But let's jump right into the latest release. It sounds like you had some great results coming out of some USDA research, correct? That's correct. So, you know, uh, Tanner, one of my goals um, from, from um, uh, starting my company was that I needed to have a third-party review done on my technology. And I was fortunate enough to work with some couple of USDA researchers on 
um, on a study that took uh, about a year or so because the you know it happened in the summertime in both years. So about a year or so to um, to 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 complete this study where they evaluated my technology, where they evaluated the data set, and we put together um, a study on you know mainly on uh, on a bovine pink eye, but we're working on a BRD, which is one of the, the, the one of the biggest pain points for the ranchers. Yeah, so remind our listeners how this technology works in identifying these early signs. Right. So uh, my animal, in my animal, we've created um, a, a very large data set of uh, cattle face and muzzles. And muzzles, if you don't know, it's like a nose print. And each muzzle is very unique, much like our fingerprint. And in our research, uh, we found out that the muzzle changes have subtle changes in the muzzle before the cow becomes symptomatic, before the disease is shown um, to the pen riders. So our system is able to then capture the images um, and it analyzes the subtle changes uh, using a proprietary data set and provide a notification. So as the USDA did their research, what did their results produce? Yeah, so in a bovine pink eye, I mean, we're, we got some pretty good amount of results of 99.4% of accuracy. And, uh, you know, as we're continuing to build BRD data set, we're about a 70% uh, in BRD as well. That is impressive. And that's certainly going to help take care of some of our rancher listeners if they implement the project. As your company ramps up for 2024, what do you have as a target for this year? So one of my biggest target is to complete my fundraise. Um, you know, I was using the off-the-shelf cameras to collect the, the picture sets, for example, or, and our data set, for example. And those cameras required Wi-Fi capability tenor. And as you know, many of these ranches uh, just don't have Wi-Fi capabilities mm -hmm. or even a good cellular coverage. So I'm in the process of building on-edge uh, device that would sit there wherever they would like. We just install it, one or multiple of those, and it wouldn't require any cloud connectivity, no Wi-Fi. We just do the analysis on spot and and then provide the results on spot. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm starting my, my uh, fundraise to develop uh, that technology. That would be one of the very unique technologies that has never been deployed um, in, in cattle industry before. That's right. And you're not just working on beef cattle. You're also involved in the dairy side too, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I mean, that this, uh, you know, and that, that's where the need actually came about is that in the dairy cattle, it became uh, very critical, important to us that we would de develop uh, some sort of a technology like this. And with that, you've got an exciting partnership with some another startup working towards uh, the dairy industry, correct? That's correct. I mean, this is one of the one of the really big um, achievements we've had this year or last year, rather. Um, you know, internationally, we look at uh, countries like India that has the largest uh, cow population, three hundred and thirty million cattle overall in the country. 
And many of those cows are stray tenor because the disease um, are expensive to treat. So many times the farmers just let go of their cows because the cows get sick. And right. then the government just, you know, started creating shelters for those cows um, to bring them in and treat them. And then they provide financial incentives to the farmers to acquire those cattle. So we've, we've partnership with one of those uh, dairy co-ops um, in India called Dairy Fi. Um, and, you know, they're, they're asking us to develop a technology speci specifically for Indian cows. Well, that's exciting. I know this is just the tip of the iceberg for what you and my animal have going on. Would you share with our listeners the best way for them to keep up with the progress throughout the year? Yeah, just, you know, follow us on uh, LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, um, you know, or my email. I'm very accessible. I like to to talk with ranchers and, uh, and I like to understand what their pain points are because, you know, not, you know, uh, for example, not just BRD, but we're working on, um, on Astros as well. So a couple of my customers have told me that, my system may be picking up asterisks as well. So we're working on, on that data set. So yeah, wow. please, please, you know, feel free to reach out to any of those methodologies. Um, and I would love to talk and learn more. Awesome. I love that. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much, Tanner. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure having them back on the podcast. It's always fun to catch up with those companies as they grow in their technology endeavors. Listeners, we appreciate you hanging out. We will be back again tomorrow, Delaney. But for today, should we let them go? Let's let them go.